All right, what is up, y'all? We are live right now. Steven Ignoramus is my name. This is episode two, but kind of not really, of Call Me Ignorant. It's a relaunch. We did the relaunch <laughs> a couple weeks ago with Paul, the hairy-chested libertarian, and now we're back for episode two, kind of, with Sean V. Planet. Sean is a blogger, a podcaster, a content creator. I'm going to ask about him about that term in a second, see how he rates it, see if he calls himself that. But Sean V. Planet is in the house right now. You can, you can find him at uh, seanvplanet.com bunch of podcasts bunch of stuff out there i'm really excited to have him on today i was on his program a couple weeks ago and that was awesome and he's uh back to avenge the deed or whatever you say you know sean thanks for coming on the show yeah thank you for having me this right. is awesome i'm a big fan i'm actually in your chat room quite often so it's nice to be on this side of the nice. uh this this side of the screen yeah all right you just, you just gotta do your best that's it you know you're it's yeah. a different role you know, i went uh, went semi-hard at a person in the chat the other day and i'll promise right. i'll treat you good that'll be a thing yeah all right so I appreciate that, yeah. first question everyone i was writing these questions out i've I, I had like an accusatory tone i was like so i was like is sean v planet your real name is that, <laughs> is that your government name sir yeah uh, is that sean your real name Sean Velociraptor planet. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I, was like, yeah. I was like, you're verse the planet? Yeah. Like, like, what is yeah, it? Yeah, okay. verse the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I framed it. I was going to be fights the planet. And then I had a podcast. My One of my podcasts is called Sean Fights the Internet. So I okay. didn't want to like double that up. So then I just kind of started styling it like it would be like a courtroom case. Like what would happen if I sued the planet? Oh. Like Sean planet, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then it just simpled. It simplified into just one simple word. Because when you make an Instagram account, you know, you can't like use a period or spaces. So it just turned into just one like conglomerate of a word, Sean V Planet. But okay, yeah, my name cool. is Sean Corey. My last name okay. is Corey. Got gotcha. doxed, dude. Yeah. Just total doxed, dude. Yeah, total so, doxed. Yeah, so, no. yeah, yeah, that's cool, yeah, man. Come at me, bro. Yeah, like, dude. I'm an eight mile. Like, what are you gonna say about me now? Like, <laughs> in this day and age, who are you more worried about? The the random like incel troll coming after you, or like the ATF? Uh, I mean neither. <laughs> neither. 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 Okay. I'm so, I'm so not scared anymore. Yeah, like, you're I'm content with God, you know, that I'm like not actually really scared of like earthly awesome. professions. But if I had to choose one, probably, yeah, probably an alphabet agency, probably like the CIA or the yeah. FBI, because they could they could hurt you. Like, they, they could, could physically <laughs> torture you and stuff. That wouldn't be very fun. The other guy, but, just, yeah. The other guy's just like, Sean, I, I fucking hate you. Like, yeah, like, everything else is just annoying and like not something you'd choose to do like, on a weekend. You're a yeah. fuck, <laughs> fucking racist, Sean. <laughs> oh no, call I me another name. Hate. Oh no, <laughs> my feelings are a little more hurt. Oh no. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many podcasts do you have? Yeah, so I have three different podcasts. Um, one's called Talk About Art. I interview musicians and artists, painters, and just kind of weirdos. I interviewed a mermaid one time, you know, just kind of like people who are doing artistic things. And uh, I have whoa, one whoa, you interviewed a mermaid. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah are they real? Out. Was it underwater? <laughs> No, someone who like dresses up as a mermaid okay. and does like photo shoots or like will be like hired at parties to just kind of sit there in like a full mermaid costume and stuff. Just kind of like creative just full, art. Just full on mermaid. Just, just yeah. yeah, just mermaid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. I don't understand what's weird about that, dude. <laughs> so what is uh, is that art? It, it, is, 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 is that art? Yeah. yeah, that is. That's a question I ask on my podcast. Yeah. I want whoever I'm interviewing. It's I'll, I'll just say I have three podcasts. They're all pretty much funny. 
it's just different interviews. So the one you were on is Sean fights the internet. So yeah. you're more like political conspiracy minded person. And it's just like funny. It's silly yeah. questions. It's questions that other interviewers aren't going to ask you. It's philosophical. It's kind of like silly, but it's also like interesting. Like I want you to think, and I want you to laugh during it. And so the one you were on, yeah, it's political commentary, conspiracy, internet people. The other one is comedians. It's called that's offensive. Um, spelled U-H-F-F-E-N-S-I-V-E. That's offensive. Mm -hmm. And that's with comedians. So I'll have comedians on, and obviously it gets funny and debaucherous and insane. And I'm probably going to come back to bite me in the butt one day. Some of the stuff I have and my guests have said on that, for sure. And then, yeah, talk about art. It's like I have actual artists on, like real musicians. And I ask silly questions, or I ask like thought-provoking philosophical questions, just cool. because I think most artists aren't actually asked those questions. Sweet. So I really want to ask like the questions that aren't like, what does your band name mean? How did you meet? Yeah. What is the, you know, what does this mean? Questions yeah, that yeah. Every single radio host is going to ask them, you know? So I like to switch it up. I like to make it silly and interesting to listen to. Yeah. So I ask on my podcast, talk about art. I ask um, everyone, what is art? Because it's really interesting to see everyone's like various opinions on that. Hmm. I also ask people what the name of their life mixtape would be. And uh, <laughs> if they wash their apples or not. And um, if they think straws have one hole or two holes, <laughs> so it gets like kind of serious and philosophical and then kind of like silly and stupid at the same time. Yeah, that is awesome, man. That's really okay. cool. What uh, what made you it was just because you had different concepts that you decided to go in three different podcasts. I mean, some people would do that, you know, like Rogan or whatever, not to, you know, everyone just compares him. He's like the top tier podcast, but he'll just have a comedian on blah, 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 and, and, and a, you know, a podcaster, then an athlete. And then he'll just be like. I'm just Joe Rogan. Did you think about doing that versus starting three concepts? Yeah, well, so I do. So those are my podcasts. I have three podcasts and it's always guests. It's always me interviewing oh. somebody. And then so separately, I've started doing live streams. Okay. So I do live streams on DLive and I'm going to start feeding them to more uh, websites in the in the future. But that's more me talking about my life and things that are on my mind and, mm. you know, me kind of reacting to pop culture topics and stuff. Um so that's more personal. That's me talking to a camera and kind of like you, it's like interacting with the chat, getting people's feedback, answering questions they want to hear. So my podcasts are really me as an interviewer okay. with guests on it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then separately, I kind of have these live streams I'm doing now, which is new to me. I started this. Um, I actually moved from California to Nashville last December. And so episode one of my live stream, like the first ever live stream I ever did with my face that wasn't a podcast was uh, literally like in the car my first stop on my way towards Nashville from California. So oh, man. my live stream series, I think the first six episodes are kind of just me at various stops along the way of my move to Nashville. And then once I've been here, it's just kind of been, you know, talking about like religion and philosophy and politics and my life and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I get personal and up close and you know, visual. <laughs> cool. Nice, man. I mean, it's like to separate that from my podcast. It's, so, so different, yeah. it's one of the cool things I like is when people like their life coincides with uh, with their stream, you know, they, they start it yeah. like a pivotal. I think it happens to a lot of people with, with it's happened with work and creativity for a long time. You know, you'll you know, yeah. you'll reach a boiling point and you'll either create something or start something. You'd be like, I'm going nuts. I need to move I'm going nuts. I need to start a business. And um, like how long before that podcast did you start blogging? Like, did you have you written longer or have you um, podcasted longer? Yes, yeah, so I used to run in San, I'm from San Diego originally. Um, I ran a, a podcast network was the intention. Oh, really? It turned into just basically me doing all the work. So I kind of <laughs> had to abandon it. Yeah. 
it was called North Park Radio. And so it was it was blogs, it was a collection of blog posts and podcasts. And so I had some friends, some comedian friends that would make other different shows and I would kind of feed it into this North Park Radio thing. And then I realized I was doing all the work and nobody knew my name and I wasn't getting any credit for it. <laughs> and I was kind of capping myself by North Park is a neighborhood in San Diego. So it was like kind of only like capping myself to the local scene. Only. Yeah, you limited yourself. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a cool hipster name, hipster theme, that kind of thing. It was like the artistic hipster neighborhood of San Diego. Mm. But I kind of just broke off, did my own thing, kind of left everyone else out. You know, everyone who I was doing work for out and just kind of started my own thing, which was this whole Sean V Planet thing. So it was kind of easy to transition basically what I was doing for North Park Radio. And, and as opposed to it being a collection of a lot of people, it just became me. Cool. Yeah. I have my own blogs, my own podcasts, my own live streams. OK. And so that was before. OK. Busy boy, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Respect. That's great. Well, it's kind of like college. It was kind mm. of like that was, you know, I, I like taught myself how to do streams, how to edit, how to you know, record things, audio quality, visual quality, how to Photoshop, how to make promos. So mm. it was a good learning experience. Yeah. It was a good like trial and error, you know, first step. Into, Best way to uh, do it, man. Yeah. You just make a bunch of mistakes, like as many as possible, yeah. as early as possible. Right. Yeah. And just embrace it. Yeah. Just learn from them and don't make the same mistakes twice and yeah, get better every uh. day and yeah, <laughs> embrace the pain and embrace yeah. the struggle. Yeah. yeah embrace <laughs> the suck or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, on, ease comfort. Yeah. on the scale of a uh, one to gay how do you feel about the phrase content creator yeah it's pretty gay <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know why i wrote that down but i yeah like, so i'm like i'm a content creator dude i don't want to give away it's, i think it's the word yeah. content, content. <laughs> it's like con I mean, it's, dude yeah. i was dude that, if that's what it is fine like, bro I but but so is taking so yeah. is taking a shit you're also a content creator. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like a content creator, like yeah. shit. Like a lot of stuff is that. Anyway. Yeah, that's what, true. That is true. Yeah. You could sum like, yep. what do you, what would you call yourself? If you didn't, if you had to say one word regarding your online work. Um, opinionist. Ooh. thinker. I mean, the way I truly define myself is just Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool man everything else is just something flowing off of that like mm. you know that whole philosophy and worldview and just who i am as a person so everything is just kind of like an extension of that but if you're talking specifically about the content i make uh i would say it's just opinions it's me sharing art and opinions okay cool opinionist man i love that art that's, and that's, the, that's the catchphrase right art and art. you can just believe it be subjective as that as Art is whatever your mind makes it to be. So <laughs> I'm an artist who yeah. posts his art on the internet. I don't know. You it's know? like these terms, man. I, like what I, I say on my show, like we're late in history, yo. Like with the, all these terms are like dead or gay at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like every single it's, phrase, term, like you could say about uh, about a person or a thing is like dead and retarded or gay to every to like vast <laughs> millions of swaths yeah. of the population. So like, what do you even say about yourself? You just I don't know. I mean, well, it's I, like, yeah, it's like cringe. Yeah, it's even all, that yeah, now, even cringe yeah. is cringe. I started. It came back around for me. I, I started saying cringe again. I I'm mean, an unironic uh, or I'm an ironic cringe user. Un yeah, unironic <laughs> cringe. User. Everyone's right. Dude, I am, yeah. Shout out to yeah. all my unironic cringe. Like cringe. <laughs> like imagine do 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 cringe. That's basically what it is. So you moved from um from San Diego to Nashville and you lived in your car for a while. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What What is the um? Just quick. We were gonna uh, kind of tease the lightning round from later. I'm just gonna ask you some quick questions about about that. What is the best part about living in your car? 
Well, it was like a quite a big journey. I mean, you, again, you can go back and kind of catch up on the full story because yeah. I'm I, I was homeless as I was recording live stream. So I'm talking about it. I'm kind of talking about my day to day life and the steps I was taking to get out of it. But it was really like self-imposed. Like I was such a materialistic pleasure seeking beast and heathen in San Diego. Yeah. So this move was like very spiritual. It was very like I needed to get out of California, start a new life, get myself in check and like really crush who I was and start growing, mm. you know, growth process. Yeah. And I really needed to like just focus myself on God and seeking his kingdom. And I needed to just break myself from material comforts and material pleasures and it's cheap. It was, mm. you know, it's cheap to not pay, you know, a thousand dollars in rent for a month and a half or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just kind of like also stripping myself down to the basics. Like, what do you need to survive? Like, what kind of like, how little food do you need? How little water do you need? How little space do you truly need? And like, also kind of as a test run of if potentially the world fell apart uh, and the apocalypse broke out, could I survive? Like. And where I was at in San Diego, I definitely couldn't. Like, I wouldn't know how to find water. I wouldn't know how to, like, make food or, like, start a fire on my own, you know? Well, <laughs> where would you even start? Of... <laughs> how do you, you just going to not get eaten. That's his only goal. You just don't get eaten. <laughs> that's it. In San Diego, that's yeah. zombie town, dude. Well, yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, the key there is water. It's like uh, you got to get the water first, yeah. Non-salt water, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was the – like, so kind of like – you could call it maybe the, the purification process – was yeah. the, the best part of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was kind of like the Phoenix, you know, it's mm. like you have to burn yourself down to ashes to be reborn, you know? So I kind of really just humbled myself, broke myself down on purpose to like the lowest bare bones living and just lived out of my car, humbled myself mentally and physically and just kind of like grew as a okay. result. Right. And then just step by step, you know, slowly but surely like get a job. Okay. Now let's get an apartment. Okay. Now. And then even it was kind of tough. I got an apartment and it was kind of even tough getting a bed because I got so used to kind of like reminding myself to be grounded and appreciative of what I have and not be too comfortable and too pleasure seeking. So I didn't even get a bed. Like I had some money in a bank account to get a bed. Wow. I kind of like for some reason, like going to sleep every night on the floor, a little uncomfortable. And it kind of reminded me almost like fasting where it kind of reminds yes. you to focus on and be a little more like prayerful and stuff. And a little more humble than mind, like mindful of uh, your needs, your basic core needs, and not be too comfortable, you know. Yeah, incredible. I gave in eventually, and now yeah. I'm in bed. Yeah, I mean, it does. It's 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 just always a trap. Comfort is always a trap. I mean, comfort is great, but like you said, you know, you can become, you can just become a chiseled, you know, chiseled beast emotionally and, and mentally if you, you know, take away the comforts for a little bit, like fasting or whatever. I mean, food is a little bit different. I mean, like how long. I mean, people slept on floors for years. You know, you can't starve for years. Um, but that's yeah. very interesting yeah. how like the right amount of discomfort can affect you. It, it like builds your muscles up. You know, You're, yeah. you know too much, uh, too much comfort. Your everything atrophies, dude. Everything becomes yeah. this Jello filled shit pile. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's great, man. Um, yeah. Other than the 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 like obvious things about living in your car, what was the worst part? Maybe an underrated bad part about it. Thing you missed. You know. Uh bathrooms yeah yeah i parked i found a nice spot i was living in a walmart parking lot another so person's car use... <laughs> 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 you went to this other person's van you're like Dude. i mean peeing was okay because yeah. there's like a tree line by the parking lot you know so with the pooping part with the yeah. toilet paper was the bad part yeah it's a walmart you said walmart, um, parking lot. Yeah. walmart parking lot so i could you know get food there and use their bathrooms but then they would close at like 10 p.m so if you had to do something you know 
non-business hours is kind of rough. You know, there's no businesses open to go do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I did luck out because right next to the Walmart was a gym that's 24 seven. So I just got a membership there and I just, every day I would go work out, take a shower, do my business, that kind of thing, you know? So it was kind of in a weird way convenient. So even that wasn't even that bad, mm. but that would be the worst part. Okay. Would be if you wake up at three in the morning and you got to go, man, there's no, it's not a choice. Like, you no, just don't have an option. no, no, it's like, not. Get... <laughs> it's the only choice is where. That's the only yeah. choice. Where and how messy is this going to get, you know? <laughs> oh, and then it... laundry's bad. That's the other yeah. thing, you know, it's like having all of your dirty clothes in your car or like your clean clothes in your car with you. And like the space that starts to take up and the yeah. smell of dirt clothes, like that was inconvenient, but. Yeah, not the worst. <laughs> what a, Overall, I loved it. I'm actually kind of weird. I'm like, I kind of want to go back to being homeless. Dude, I kind of like, it's kind of fun. It's I like feel you on that, man. I feel <laughs> you on that. That's some real shit right there. You, you oh, miss some of those homeless. times. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's the same like yeah. phenomenon as like football practice, man. You like miss, you know, being out there when it's terrible out and like you're bonding and it's like a unique experience. Oh, we lost Sean for a second. Reconnecting. There is a poor network connection. Reconnecting. I'm just gonna call him right back. Um, hope everyone's good. If anyone has any uh, questions in the chat, you just let a brother know. You guys just let a brother know. We're gonna get Sean back on the line. Uh huh. All right. Hmm. Try it again. There we go. All right, all right. Let's get you back up here, man. All right, here we go. It actually just loaded perfect. Okay, sweet, man. So I think we just we uh, we got disconnected when I was saying something. So let's move on. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) It's cool. What um what is your workflow like? I mean, you know, like how do you you know first of all time management? Like how do you have time for all the this stuff? But how do you generate ideas for you know when do you start writing? You know, do you write in chunks? Like what's your whole workflow like? Um, do you mean specifically writing or just anything uh, well, I mean, content creator? content creator. I mean, like I, I really, my best work is when I do a little bit of writing, not even an outline. Like I'll jot down a joke and that'll be the, that'll be become like the mood I want to set for like a whole stream or whatever. But like, you know, it, even like writing can be done in your brain. So yeah, just whenever it just gets, where does the, where's the stuff get generated? How does that happen? Uh, it's usually like a, a kind of. Usually I'll just, I'll come up with a topic. So like right now I'm kind of making up an outline for my next live stream. Right. And so I have the topic, I get the topic. I start kind of listening to some things, doing a little bit of research, kind of getting an idea of some things and I'll write out a rough draft. And then I go back like maybe a day later after I kind of think about everything I wrote and like go back and start basically condensing it. I always try to like write a lot of an outline out like almost way too much yeah and then kind of go back and start cutting out some of the filler and condensing thoughts like two or three sentences into one concise sentence and i just do that two or three times until i kind of have an end result product you know and just kind of fill in the gaps here and there if i like come up with a new thought three days later i can kind of find a place to put it in the middle but i usually kind of just make a big giant chunk and just over time slowly chisel away yeah, at it. yeah cool I read uh, read one of your blogs. I read the um, what was it? Which way, Western man? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I really, really like yeah. that, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely want to point people in the chat to Sean's blog. Um, it's linked below in the show in the show description now, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, have you ever realized that we cannot make life? Is the opening is the opening line of it? Yeah. It's just very interesting. <laughs> it's really cool. I like your writing style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, man. So I mean, you know, um, 
know, later in the program, plug your work and stuff like that. But I just wanted people to kind of get to know you and what you're doing and they can follow you and stuff like that. But let's talk about some some current events. And I was going to um, talk yeah. ask about this last. But since you you brought up kind of everything you everything you are stemming from being a Christian, what I wanted to ask some Christians about. I mean, I'm a Christian. I, I, I don't know my full thoughts on this. It's, it's like. I don't really know, but what do you? What are your thoughts on like whether Trump is an actual Christian and uh, the whole like photo op of like it's a Bible, it's my Bible, uh, you know? And so like there's the controversy where they they tear gassed the people out front at first. The Secret Service says they said they didn't. Now they say they did. But the whole like you know people on the left love to say that Trump is a fake Christian. He might be. I don't know, but he it, he sometimes has pro-christian rhetoric you know which christians like <laughs> you know so what's yeah. your whole stance on like tr trump's authenticity there in that whole photo op thing yeah i just think he's a really good politician at mm. the end of the day he knows the right buttons to push on people for good and for worse he knows the right buttons to push on his enemies to get overly emotional self-destructive reactions out of them and he knows the right buttons to push on people who will support and buy into his stuff you know um I don't think he's necessarily that evil or horrible. Like he's not Hitler or whatever. You know, he's not the worst guy ever that people kind of portray him out to mm -hmm. be. But I just, you know, if I was in a room with him, do you think he'll care about me? Like probably not. You know, unless I can like get him some money or like connections or power. Yeah. Like he probably doesn't care about me, right. you know? So at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I mean, as long as he's not killing people and destroying people and ruining lives, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'll put up with it. But uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, also, he's just he's in a position of power on this earth. And I just don't trust that. I yeah. don't trust those people, no matter what they're telling me or no matter what they have in their hands for a photo op or not. You know, it's like at the end of the day, um, I don't know, people who seek to have power and uh, dominion over this place uh, just seem to be pretty untrustworthy, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I truly just now in my life, I look up to and believe and trust God. So yeah. any man that tries to get in the middle of that, <laughs> that's a very good point. You know, yeah. it's like anyone who's trying to cut me off from God and be my master, my ruler, or my protector, or my savior or whatever. It's just like, no, thanks, man. Like, good luck out there. I'll, I'll yeah. still love you. Like, you know, whether you're my enemy or not, like we're called to love you, love each other, love our fellow creations of God. But I don't have to like support you or buy into your, your shit, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of say it like that. Like he's trying to, be your, be our daddy who's trying to be daddy you know and it's like <laughs> no thanks i have my own you know yeah, yeah that's a good point do you think it's a uh, um like <clears throat> biblical or christian for a leader to care about all of his own people equally like you mentioned do you think he'll care about you if you're in the room with him but like do you think or, like whether like i don't know what the bible says about it but i think about that with leadership like is it a country's leader to have like 330 million equal children like do you think that about leadership i mean do you mean is it possible or is that like there is that the goal is that what we should be doing yeah. or was that the way yeah sure are? is yeah. that is that what we should be doing should i mean yeah right okay. i mean everyone should be equal i mean you if you're a christian everyone should be a fellow brother and sister in you know co-creation yeah. of god and that would be either from a leadership but, perspective or from you know. a peer's perspective yeah whatever yeah yeah and I mean, every, you should view every single human life as a unique and independent soul, like a spirit that matters, that mm -hmm. needs love and needs attention. Um, the problem is when you're president of the United States, how is that even possible? Yeah. You know, you just start looking at demographic groups and you start clumping millions of people together into certain groups yeah. where, 
You know, it's like, does Tr- is Trump going to campaign in Baltimore? Like, probably not. You know, like he's not going to get any votes from like inner cities, you know, this yeah. election. But he's going to go to like Tulsa, Oklahoma and do a rally. Mm. You know, it's like he's he's looking at groups. Him and his team are like have to, right? Yeah. voting blocks that they need to get on their team and on their side, you know. Oh. So at the end of the day, like how could Trump ever possibly look at every single human being as like an important individual creation of God? That's seemingly yeah. possible. <laughs> That's, and that's, that's just, a very good point, man. And you know, but if you're talking about like a leader of a community, if you're talking about like a mayor of a city with 500 people, that's probably true. Like mm. you could probably do that. Like that, like you probably could on a smaller scale have someone who does truly care about everyone that he's ruling over or you know has power over, like as a you know brother and sister in Christ. Like at the end of the day, so I don't know. I think it's just relative. I don't know if like giant superpower leaders can <laughs> it's just chess yeah it's just straight up like game of risk at that point yeah you know? they're just like yeah. move the move the tanks yeah. like <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. what is a uh do you believe that there is an objective um uh definition for a christian like what's your definition for a christian and it do you think there that's uh can be objectively gained by humans as if, as in, do you think there's an objective truth that is Christianity? No, no. What I mean is like, you know, that's that's what we get. It's kind of where we de- derive all the denominations from. It's like the argument over what is a real Christian, who is really saved, who has the right doctrine. Um, and what I'm wondering is I think that exists as far as God has an ex- objective truth of what that is. But is there like who's right about Christianity? That's a better way of <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Or like like I'm not saying like to speak for everybody, but like that's what this whole bullshit is over. All the, all the interdenominational inner Christian fighting is who's yeah. right. It's the whole thing is over who's right and the historical like timeline, what happened around uh, the time of Jesus Christ. Like what how do you see that whole thing? Like what is a true Christian and who's right? I think anyone who, with a humble and honest heart, searches for the logos of God will find, by, will eventually just find Christ, and will eventually just find the truth. Mm-hmm. I think, I truly believe God has just written the truth on our, in like on our hearts, mm-hmm. and even if you don't even come in contact with the Bible, I think eventually just little things throughout your life are gonna like reveal that truth to you in various ways and in different languages and in different symbols and signs and meanings and philosophies. Um, I just think there's the logos. There's the the objective truth of reality. And if you just search it with an honest and open heart, not full of anger and rage and resentment and wrath and <laughs> despair, I think eventually you're just going to find that. You're going to find the truth and love of God in one way or another. And you can call it whatever you want, or there can be subtle little differences. And there's always going to be debates about how we should live that out how we should act that out, you know, <laughs> like, you know, Orthodox Christians and Southern Baptists are going to have different events happening on Sunday morning, you mm. know, <laughs> like the divine liturgy versus like worship is, you know, in a, in a American church is going to be much different. But at the end of the day, they're kind of, most people in those faiths are truly searching out the truth and love of God. Mm. Uh, okay. Maybe not everyone. Yeah, not I mean, all the most. Yeah, you, you know? mean, <laughs> the more I've, yeah, it's it's just so complicated because we're dealing with two thousand years of history, and it's really, uh, I mean, but like like I said before, like when if you look at what the real squabble is over, it's over who's right, what it says, what the translation is, what you're supposed to do, what you know, what the body means, what the bread, you know, what the what the blood means, you know. So and and it just points back to the Bible and in the beginning, and not in the not in the beginning, but 
uh, at the beginning of Christianity, there was not multiple churches. There was not multiple denominations. So it seems that whatever's going on, it wasn't how it was intended. You know, if it was intended to be one church and it's like, I don't know, I, I just feel like such an idiot. I'm like, I'm trying to solve this shit. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, maybe look. it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe that's just your ego. Kind yeah, I know. It way. totally is. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, I'm trying to solve like the problem, of, <laughs> the logical problem of Christianity that it's exist for 2000 years. Me like, yeah, it's, to well, yeah. it's totally ego. Well, and so for me, so I was born and raised without the faith at all. I mean, mm. my fa my parents, my family, my friends, my peers, my environments, everything was so degenerate and atheist and liberal. And just over time, God called to me. God was showing me the truth, even though like no one was showing it to me or putting it in front of my face. And now that I have lived such like a degenerate, sinful life, I'm on a mission that saved my soul. You know, wow. <laughs> I am on a mission to repent and forgive and be forgiven. And so someone like that, like I do have problems with like as what I'm on a mission to do right now is what I'm learning the truth because I really need to save my soul. Like to me, it's almost out of desperation. Like I am I feel so guilty. I need to not feel this way anymore. Like I need salvation. How do I get it? Mm. And that can lead you to really questioning a lot. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you need to just humble yourself and find your relationship with God and trust him. Trust the Bible, trust the word itself and not fall victim to is Eastern Orthodoxy the, the correct answer? You know, is that going to save my soul or is the Catholic Church going to save my soul or is this church or that church or this denomination or this person or this leader? You know, at the end of the day, I think you just kind of know the truth. And if you're being honest and open, you're eventually going to find it. Mm. Um, I think it starts with repenting and forgiving. I think that's kind of the crucial bare bones. You're not going to get anywhere without that. I mean, you could go to church all day, every day, sing all the songs do the right dances and wear the right clothes and say the right things. But <laughs> if you're not honestly like, you know, repenting for the sins and the crimes you've done and the, the evil you've committed like to yourself and to others. And if you're also not learning how to forgive others for the same, like in return, I just, I just think you lack the love of God, the truth and love of God. So I think as long as you're doing that, you're on the right path. And I think there's, I don't know. I mean, there could be like, like hundreds or thousands of different correct answers. But I think that you're not going to be on the right path towards any of those answers if you're not truly like humbling yourself, repenting and forgiving and learning how to be forgiven. Gotcha. So it's well said. I think yeah. yeah, it's well said. And also like God is just so big and powerful. It's like we it's always unimaginable. Want to know. Yeah, it's we unimaginable. To, like, know what you know, and that's just our ego getting in the way. Like God can make anything happen, any truth or any reality work, you know. It's like, but we want our truth to be right. We want to be, we want to feel comfortable in our knowledge. It's a trap. Our, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. trap. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, um, I don't, it's, it's like, like God is literally un unmanageable. So like, but you have to put, you have to put word. Like that's why the, um, I was talking about on my stream today or yesterday that it's like the relationship between like God and and just word and just that's kind of what logos is like that's the beginning of of the gospel the gospel of john in the you know God, the word was god you know and it's like there's the humans can't really like conceptualize anything without language there's like this relationship between what we we have to call something we have to call this something we have to be right about it our ego says that and yeah. but we're talking about the unexplainable and it's like yeah. what do you do
It's like, yeah. keep learning. Stay humble. Like said, right? yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's move, let's move on to some uh, some current events. So we did the Trump photo op. Was, it, I just thought it was interesting where he's like, it, the reporter yeah. was like, is that a Bible? He's like, it, it, is that your Bible? He's like, it's a Bible. You know, it's just, but, you know, people, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I would be interested to know if. I saw people freaking out that it was like upside down or something. Yeah. And it's like, is this some occult ritual? And it's like, or he just like. I don't know, man. Grab the Bible. You know, it's like, it could be, or it could also just be like. I don't know. He's just holding a Bible oh, up. Man. <laughs> sometimes oh, man. I think people really look into it too much. Sometimes I think people, I don't know. Very conflicted don't, about don't the whole thing. Like, just the reality of things. The symbols, time. dude, the symbols and the numbers. I don't know what to say about that stuff because those people have a point, but also they look for it so much that yeah. uh, I don't even know what to say because what if they're right? Like the, the 33s and the 66s and it the 9 and, and it, stuff. It is I think not- it happens and then it also just happens. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like they do it on purpose, but also like it just happens. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh when you, my like God. on Twitter, when you have like 666 followers and you're like, oh, I got to add one or I got to lose one. Yeah, I went or through it that. It doesn't matter. Like you're going to reach that number at some point anyways. You know, it doesn't have to be some nefarious bad thing. Like, <laughs> sometimes we look a little too much into it, but I also, yeah, I mean, there's something there. Even if it's not real, the people like the elites think it's real. Yeah, like the elites. If shit. they play, play play by those rules, then it's 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 yeah. uh, it's cool to look at. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if if it's real. It's if they yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't matter if astrology is real. It matters if like the people that are in charge of everything are using yeah. astrology to further their outcomes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, it's like it could have absolutely nothing to do with us and affect us at all. But the fact that they're so obsessed with it, like you kind of have to be aware of that. Mm. You can't just turn a blind eye and say it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> It matters to them, and they're yeah. calling the shots, you know. So, um, so uh, true or false? The best cure for a coronavirus is a good race narrative. Yes, <laughs> yes. True. That, that so they, they true. found the vaccine. A, a politically convenient alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Is so the cure to global pandemic. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So they found the vaccine. Bill Gates found the vaccine. He he. Uh, what he isolated the the thing for a race narrative. Put in a needle. He shot. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, cool. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I I was on your show. We talked about coronavirus, I think. It just seems boring at this point. I mean, like, dude, even if the media still says it, uh, these riots ended the coronavirus. It it just ended it. So is that how you see it as well? Yeah. I mean, a week before the George Floyd thing happened and everything kind of really, truly sparked off, a week before I was talking to some friends in California about, you know, I'm like, like, yeah, it's just pretty much over by now. Like, let's go back to normal life. Like, you know, churches should be open. Pools should start opening up, that kind of thing. And they acted like I was like some mass murderer. You know, the yes. framing around it is like, you you just, you're Hitler. You don't care. You just want everyone to die. You don't care about anything. Like, check. And it's like, okay, like, check. whatever. Yeah, check. Like, 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 <laughs> those happen to be true, sir. <laughs> yeah, they're true. I'm not denying that. It's, but yeah. let's talk about the main point. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then so a week later, everything happens. And then a week after that, so about two weeks after, you know, everyone in LA is like marching shoulder to shoulder tens of thousands deep in the street protesting together next to each other. And it's just like those same people. And so like, I just realized like, you're just so like, you don't care about what's right. Full of you shit. care about being right. Yeah. You know, you're you don't care shit. about like actually searching for the truth. You just want to win the argument. So yeah. It's like, fine. Like you can do that. You can call me names. You can win this dumb little Facebook argument all you want. 
But at the end of the day, like, I'm just going to know what's the truth. And I don't have to, I don't have to convince you. I don't have to change your life and mm-hmm. make you agree with me. You know, it's like, just, you can go out and suffer and die, I guess. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be dragged down with you. Yeah. Do you fight on Facebook? Do you get into fights in the comments on Facebook? No, I mean, no. I've made a rule to not go on other people's comments sections. Just so put, like, that's so smart. I'll respond dude. on mine. Yeah. Like if people come on to my things. Yeah. Do you think you're the most peaceful man in the world that does that? No, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that responds to comments on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I just, my thing is I just don't hold back any punches anymore. Cool. So I just tell people the truth and yeah. I meet them with compassion and love, but I'm also not going to like appease you. I'm not going to tell you what's going to make you walk away still being my friend. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you don't like it, like, feel free to leave, feel free to block me, ban me, unfriend me. I can do the same. Like if you're just continuing to meet me with anger and insults and despair, like I don't need you around. Like, I don't need you in my house. You know, like I'll, I'll unfriend you. I'll ban you with that kind of thing. But yeah, it's like, I just don't hold back. <laughs> and some people can't handle that. Some people can't take that heat, you know? Cool. I mean, um, but it's like the key is not being angry. You, you speak the truth and it's out of love. Like you have love for somebody. So you tell them the truth. And I just do that. It's you meet them with compassion. You meet them with love. You meet them with honesty and if they even if they're throwing nothing but anger and resentment and evil towards you you still just come back and give them nothing but love and compassion but you also can't lose ground you can't appease them you can't lie to their face just to make them feel good like that's not actual true love that's not going to help them improve their lives or better themselves or yourself yeah wow man great that's cool i mean i i don't do the face i i buy and sell stuff on facebook and i like <laughs> most stuff from my account yet it's just i'm close to deleting my close facebook. close <laughs> there's just some family and friends that are only on facebook True. so now that i'm in nashville and kind of removed from a lot of friends and family i still like um it would be tough to delete it but yeah, yeah i'm getting close yeah are you uh, <laughs> do you live in the, do you have a nashville like address not to dox it but like yeah. you, know, you live in nashville yeah. Cool, man. Nice. I'm in South Nashville. Sweet. And then I work in Brentwood, which is kind of like the first suburb south. It's kind of like the rich suburb south of uh, Nashville is where I work. And a lot of my friends are kind of in that area, too. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And Nashville's There's great, a line. man. So Nashville is Davidson County, and then south of us is Williamson County. So I spend most of my time kind of in the Williamson County area, but I live in Davidson County like yeah. in the city. So. Great, man. Yeah, the... I don't know if the you know the music scene is cool in Nashville. What it was, <laughs> it was before yeah. the virus. Yeah. I mean, I moved here in January, and so I was homeless in January. So finally, like in February, I'm like, okay, I got oh, my place. That's the I got timing. My place. The timing and I'm is brutal. Out, you know, I'm starting to get my life in order. I'm starting to get my life in order, and literally like March first, I'm like, okay, finally, like I'm finally like financially like like set up. I don't have debts, like at least immediate debts to pay off. I'm gonna start going to comedy clubs and going to shows. And there was oh. one week there where I went to one comedy club and I'm like starting to network. I'm like, I'm going to meet some people, start networking and get some like po- guests on my podcast. And then everything just collapsed. Oh. So it's been four months of me just kind of being like, all right, I guess I'm not doing anything in Nashville. <laughs> like all the restaurants I haven't tried, all the coffee shops, all the just everything about Nashville that I kind of moved here for, uh, mm. at least on the surface level, like the earthly Sean, the reason he moved here was uh, kind of swept away. Cool. That's a yeah, <laughs> blessing in disguise, maybe. I mean. Um, yeah. Do you remember the Area 51 thing from last year yeah. where, like, you know, they can't stop us all? We need a day like that where everyone, um, <laughs> like, everyone just goes out on one day. They can't yeah. stop us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the problem is the only place to organize it is freaking Facebook. <laughs> That's, That's and, and then they clamp down yeah. on that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mark's like, oh, like, uh, anyway. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, so has Nashville been bad as far as the uh, race riots or whatever you call them? Fuck. I don't know. The demolishing. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it could. I could see it potentially. Nashville is pretty liberal, and a lot of people are moving from out of state that are pretty liberal to Nashville, the city itself. But Tennessee as a state is very conservative um, oh. in politics and like philosophy. Just very like, you know, things are the way they are. Just kind of leave them that way. Cool. Oh. Um, I might just be ignorance because I'm coming from California, which is so radical and so into just constant revolution, constant pushing for change. And, you know, that's a whole thing. But uh, <laughs> that's all. my next my next live stream is all about radicalism oh. and like uh, Trotskyism. So I'm kind of in that mindset of people pushing for a constant revolution, you know, to suit their own needs and gain their own power and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I just see that in big cities happening right now. And I think my conspiracy opinion, my like conspiracy theory is that all of these protests over the George Floyd thing was like an inside job. I mean, it was organized by whoever, whether it be George Soros, whether it be Antifa or whatever, it just seemed very coordinated and mm. planned out. And I think they hit a bunch of cities strategically all at once. And they had little cells inside of the protests that escalated things. And I think they just sent little pockets, little cells of people to all major cities, especially cities in like the South or strategically divided cities in the South to just kind of start some shit. So you saw a little bit of it, but for the most part, people in Nashville, like the people in Nashville were just kind of like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a couple of videos of like black men in Nashville standing up to the protesters and being like, you right. need to stop this. You're making us look bad. Fantastic. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. people, you know, there's you're constantly, you brought it up kind of earlier. Like, you, you know, there's always all this like a false dichotomy or like a false binary. And there's not a binary people. People might say there is here, but it's really like five or six different sides. You can side with the government. You can side with the protesters. You can side with the rioters. Um, you can side with I I know for damn sure who I'm on the side of is like the private residents and and like gun owning business owners. Those are the yeah. people that is like if yeah. you don't stand behind them. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Are you? I don't know. It's it, make the rooftop Koreans great again. Bro, I don't care if they're black or I don't care what they like. Yeah, um, you know, I was just like, dude. Yeah, make root. You can learn something from the Koreans, bro. Like, <laughs> like based Koreans, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So do you? Um. So I mean, Atlanta's crazy right now. Have you seen what's going on there? Um, yeah. Yeah. I call it from the outside. You know, it's like I'm not there. I don't. The thing I've noticed is how silent the media actually is about it, which leads me to believe that something's up. You know, it's like when the media is, is shouting loudly about something and really trying to make you believe one specific way about a topic. It's like, OK, that's bullshit. <laughs> Bunch of <laughs> They're pushing some shit on us. Don't listen. Don't pay attention. And then when they kind of get quiet or they kind of start being like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's almost like, OK, what's happening? Yeah. I need to investigate. Like something is happening and I need to get to the bottom of it. If if you literally just do like l literally do the opposite of what they say, <laughs> like, 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 like 95% of the time you're going to be I just fine. That, yeah. I'm yeah. at that point in my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the media does say something, I'm just like, like, they're like defund the police. I'm like, Oh, we need to, for some reason, I don't know why I don't know the answer, but we need to fund the police. Yeah. If they say, it, yeah, that's, I mean, like, but... I don't even really know why I, like my instinct even says like, yeah, defund the police, fuck the state, Let's, <laughs> yeah. you know, privatize forces. But when the media is telling you, it's like, okay, it's the opposite. Yeah, like the <laughs> it's not. They're not telling you the truth. And the make, the media's got to be so bad to make like a person like me or you or like any of our people like a bootlicker. 
You know, yeah. it's, it's really, you know, that's how you know how bad it is. Cause I'm like, yeah. like, we're not even close, dude. We're not even close to a bootlicker, but it's like, it's getting yeah. to that point where like, dude, like, like, I, and it's like, what, what's your take on the whole statues thing? Like where do they belong? Um, they're taking them down in mass right now. Yeah. What's your take? The statues themselves. It's like, whatever, like fuck them. You know I mean? Especially if it's like taxpayer funded, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, we don't really need that. Like maybe we could be spending that somewhere else, like on more inf- beneficial programs. But what I see is people trying to erase history and rewrite history. So the bigger symbol of it all is they're trying to tear down like the truth of what happened and rewrite it to suit their needs and, you know, put themselves in power, put themselves in a position to control us. Um, there's like that oral phrase. It's like who, who writes the history controls the present, who controls the present controls the future. Yeah. Um, so I see that. I mean, if it's like the funniest thing was, I don't know if you saw in Seattle, there's a, a statue of uh, Lenin, Vladimir Lenin. No. And uh, so everyone's like, well, why aren't they tearing down the Lenin statue? And it, uh-huh. well, it turns out the Lenin statue is private. It's a private statue on private part property, which is hilarious in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's good for them, then. I mean, it's private property. Vladimir Lenin of that. the Communist Russian Revolution is a uh, private property, and but it's just kind of like it's I don't know. It's it to me, it just seems like radical revolutionaries um, trying to gain control and power and influence and push their agenda on us with. And it's just constant. I mean, that's that's what we see with um, the last three months. It's coronavirus. It's pandemic. It's plague. And it's let's rewrite the rules. Let's uh, push our agendas through. Let's limit people's freedoms, take away people's liberties. Um, let's make sure we secure our power, shut down businesses that aren't favorable or beneficial to us, shut the church doors, shut the, you know, all the community gatherings, stop them from happening, shut them up. And then the second a more a more politically convenient narrative pops up, something like a race watt riot, where they can actually put more, you know, a faster, more in in um, a faster, more aggressive change to laws and policies and limiting more freedoms more aggressively in their favor. It's like, of course, they're just going to abandon their coronavirus narrative and hop on to the new politically convenient narrative, you know. And it's that it's just constant push for revolution. Yeah. And. If you have someone saying, you know, things are shitty the way they are, let's make them better. And by the way, I'm the person who's going to make them better, you know? <laughs> yeah, by the way, it's me. It seems, uh, by the way, yeah, I'm Someone the needs to fix it. Uh, <laughs> I, I appoint myself. Like, here, there's a problem. And by the way, I'm the solution. Uh, give me all of your power and money. Um, yeah. It's just, to me, it seems obvious, but I guess it's not to a lot of people. But it just seems to be the way it is. And that's power seekers trying to control and take mm. over. Yeah. Push their agendas on us. I got some from the chat. Uh, Post Jazz says, I agree with Rocket here. Uh, the history is in the books and stories. I don't see statues as history, but it was someone's hard work. Yeah, look what they're replacing it with. I mean, like, either way, yeah, even if it's of the, of the worst person ever, it's still like a sculpture that took time and took, like, resources. And, like, they made shit differently back then. And they what they're doing is literally, like, spray painting fuck 12 and then going home and smoking a blunt. Like, that's yeah. what they're replacing with. <laughs> it's, te- it's terrible. Like, from just a yeah. skill perspective, like, like look what you're replacing it with. Like, yeah. at least make a cool sculpt. All the all their sculptures suck. All, like, the, forgive me, all the, the Wakanda shit, like, based art is terrible compared to the, yeah. like, the work of this, like, classic-looking shit. And, like, it's just, you know, it's definitely someone's hard work. Erasure of cultures, that's what art is. I mean, you talked about on your on your podcast, like, that's one of the things that art, art you know, Culture is above politics and art. You know, the culture is the whole whole deal. It's just erased, right? Yeah. Man. 
politics is downstream from downstream culture. that's what that is yeah that's what it is downstream yeah. from culture um yeah, i'm gonna snag a uh, a question from the lightning round because we're talking about rights um uh yeah. th- there is a politician that will give you all of your rights back but you have to oil massage them daily for the rest <laughs> of their life uh do you do uh do you do it and why is it nancy pelosi yeah, I was gonna say who is the politician? Yeah, do you, is it do you Tulsi Gabbard yeah. or is it Donald? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing: Tulsi Gabbard. It's a longer life. So it's the remainder of their life. So you can be, you can be strategic about if it's really old. It's gonna be shit for like a couple years. But yeah, like Bernie Sanders, and you're just like banking on the fact that he's gonna yeah. die. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, you got to break up the big banks with the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so do you do it first of all? Do you take that deal or do, do, are you, do, do you, are no, you, I don't, yeah, you don't, I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I just don't sacrifice my, uh, my, see that to me, that would be sacrificing my freedom and my morals in the name of begging the government nicely to give me what they've taken back. You know? It's like, I'm not going to choose to do that. You know, Hey, will you eat this plate of shit? And then I'll give you some of your rights back. It's like, no, dude, just give me my fucking rights back, dude. I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I picked the wrong guy to ask because like you're you're like renouncing your worldly possessions. You're like you're like no man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I'm but, not sacrificing my my morality for yeah. you know, potential freedom in the here and now for a little bit. No way. Yeah. <sighs> oh man, that's so funny. But I could see most like libertarians or something just being like, all right, okay. we'll get it. We'll do okay. it. We'll get one time bribe. Like, <laughs> and especially anyway. libertarians because you know they would pick Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know they would pick Tulsi Gabbard. Oh man, that's so funny. Man, man or woman, whether yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's still libertarians and freaks. Yeah. Are yeah. you are, are you closer to a libertarian or a conservative? I know you're. That's not really your thing, but I don't. I mean, at times I feel more libertarian than libertarians on some issues, and on some things I feel more like Republicans than Republicans are. I don't know. I just kind of it, just topic by topic. I'm more extreme or less extreme, however you want to view it, on some things, cool. but. Yeah, I mean, I just think people need to be free. Hmm. Um, the thing I've kind of been harping on lately is, though, with freedom comes a necessary, like a need for morality. Like you can't have a free people without people being like moral. Hmm. And um, the more I see our our society and just people in my community, like immediate and in the broad the broad sense, like on in the state level, on the country level, I just see a breakdown of morality. And so the more I become less confident that freedom and liberty in America will work just because it's, you know, we're in such a degenerate place. I don't know. Would you trust your neighbor to leave you be? Or do you think that the person next door with more guns and firepower and supplies will just tell you, start telling you what to do and steal your wife? Mm. You know, (laughs) I don't know with, with freedom, there needs to be morality, like the constitution or just rule of law in general is just words on paper. You know, you still have to have trust for each other. You have to have confidence in your, in each other. You still have to, like, agree to things. And if people are just so degenerate and morally broken and spiritually, like, distant from God, the more they just can't be free, the more everyone just evolves back into might makes right and I'm strong, therefore I rule. Um, so Long I don't know. Jungle. Yeah. I want to be free. But I think necessarily people need to kind of get their shit together and f- find morality again before that's even possible. But my inclination, my thoughts, my mind wants people to just be free, free to make the right choices or the wrong choices on their own. But practically, in reality, like if I want to like buy land and make a homestead and like build a house, 
like I don't know if I do want everyone to be free because I wouldn't trust that you know there wouldn't be gangs of warlords coming through and stealing my shit without any repercussions you know yeah good point yeah so I don't I kind of go back and forth on it lately yeah I mean I'm kind of the same I'm kind of the same way where it's like uh regardless of whether you like or I mean I certainly don't like government but I think it's here to stay that's why I became not an anarchist anymore. I mean, I'm an ideological anarchist. Like, I don't want there to be government, but I don't think, like, it's going anywhere anytime. Like, every single um, campaign to, like, end the state has just gone nowhere. And that, yeah. that's with a lot of people. And, and uh, I think I cut you off. Were you saying that you're an anarchist, kind of? Or is that well, what you're yeah, saying? I used, I used to be. Yeah. Used I mean, be. for the last, like, eight years, I would have called myself an anarcho capitalist. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, I mean, that's nice in theory, but the reality is if the state were to disappear tomorrow, it would just turn into a bunch of warlords fighting for power. And that's government. Yep. That's yeah. government. And yeah. so it's like, I'd rather there be a giant government that at least you could kind of reform and at least would kind of maintain people and things and resources where they are and property rights would be upheld, you know? Yeah. I, like, uh... even though it's shitty, even though it's not, you know, it's like, I'm going to, I'll bitch about everything being wrong and taxes being too high and police, you know, having like unchecked authority at times and being too brutal with people or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I think anarchy in our state, in our culture, society, our grouping of people is impractical at this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like ideologically, I want it. I think it would work if people were moral, if people were truly trusting in God and putting God first and foremost and not really worrying about dominion over this place and <laughs> pleasuring themselves 24 seven, you know, at whatever expense, whatever cost it takes. Um, yeah, I think anarchy could work in theory, but it just won't where yeah. we are today. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually a perfect kind of transition. What's your thoughts on uh Chaz or Chop or you know the Seattle <laughs> autonomous zone? You know, what's like, your thoughts on that? I like Chode. 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 <laughs> I like Chaz because it's like the type of people that run it are like total people that are named Chaz. Chode. I hadn't heard that one. You're violating my autonomous zone. <laughs> this one's in my nether regions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they should put cameras on every corner and make this the best reality TV show of all time with it's the highest ratings. Amazingly not, entertaining. Why are they not strapping cameras to every single street? I stream right all of it. <laughs> all of it that's what it i think yeah. the greatest reality tv show of all time and you wouldn't need scripts and you wouldn't need actual like guidance or anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trump is like i already bought the rights it's like i already own it i've got it i've got a, a video deal like i, I own it already <laughs> the perfect man in charge yeah, reality trump. tv show <laughs> it's like... what if trump was the real warlord of Chaz? what yeah, if that <laughs> trump started Chaz, yeah. dude like Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's like Real Warlords of Seattle. <laughs> Have you heard about the um the their their warlord or whatever the rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Roz. Yeah, Roz right? Simone or whatever. Yeah, he like already is like killing people or shooting people and beating people up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So do you? Okay, my, I, you it's, know, it's interesting, it's like, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to learn a lesson, which is good. <laughs> you know, it's like all those people who are like so like ideologically confident and like starting a red revolution and implementing communism and smashing capitalism. You know, the fact that day one, they're like building a wall and like putting signs out begging for like Gatorade and cigarettes and, you know, stealing each other's iPhones. And the one I saw was they put like gas generators and they like chain linked them to fences and stuff. And it's just like they're going to learn a lesson. You know, let them learn a lesson. <laughs> why why do you think Some there's of, why do you think there's so much so much low-hanging fruit out of this one it almost seems cheap to say even talk about the wall i mean that happened on the first day 
And it's like, why is there so much <laughs> obvious low-hanging fruit? Like, it, se it seems like a setup, dude. Because you're like, dude. That's, why don't you think they haven't gone in? Yeah. Like, I think it's a setup. I think yeah. I think Trump knows, like, it's going to be better for him politically to just showcase how insane and crazy these mm. people who oppose him are on to the extreme. Um, and just make it get as gross and as violent and dirty and disgusting as possible so that he can point to it and say, that's what happens. You know what I mean? That's what happens when when I'm not in charge or that's what happens when my ideology isn't controlling things or, you know, when 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 my police aren't there. Look what you get. Mm. And I think it's smart. I mean, it's just smart. Like, let it happen. Let it, <laughs> let the fire burn, you know? Yeah. Are so, you uh, are you pro secession? Um, I mean, what do you mean? Like state, state by state or even a just, town? Yeah. Town? Even a family, yeah. you know that? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Pro, yeah you are. Like sovereign citizenship. Yeah, well, yeah. dude, so to I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that that, that later. Yeah. yeah, but I talk about it all the time on my on my show yeah. now. But like, if if Seattle were like wanted to opt out and just be like yeah. not in America, you, you you'd be down. Yeah, I mean, America wouldn't let it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like a like practically, it wouldn't happen. Right. Like I would live in California, where they've just for the last twenty years have been talking about make, becoming their own country, and the reality is, America would never let that happen. You know, they have too many like strategic military bases and financial things there. Um, they're not going to let 50 million tax cattle get away, you know, from them. <laughs> so dark, man. But, uh... <laughs> That's so dark. What it, what, like the, the, the but, uh... brutal reality of what government is, man. <laughs> yeah, just farming people. That's all it is, really. Uh, <laughs> you're not just going to let, you're not just going to give away your farm, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, in general, like I do just think small community, I think, I mean, communes, whatever you want to call them, small communities, like smaller little groups of people ruling each other and being autonomous, like even down to the individual level of just you and your wife and your kids having your own homestead and not having anyone interfere with you. And you can just voluntarily trade or interact with people if you want or isolate yourself if you want and not be told what to do. Um, that's kind of why I like lean towards that anarchism of it's just kind of like, you should just leave me alone. I'm willing to leave you alone and we can trade if we want, if we agree to it. Um, if not, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the consequences are. Bloodshed, bloodbath, yeah. Yeah, wars, can, but there's many things. I mean, that's the one. Yeah, I think local, I mean, as local as possible is kind of the best solution. Of the yeah, of course. I mean, decentralize small yeah. towns, small skills, know your neighbors. Um, yeah. That's to me. I mean, like, you know, people talk about the right and the left being like, communism fascism or like ultra nationalism whatever i'd view it more like biggest government smallest government and that's yeah. the inherent definition between those two wings is that the small government worldview doesn't rely on control like it's it's like a leave me alone perspective but the big government perspective inherently it relies on coercion and so that's why to me it's like makes so much sense to go the other way like will you let me live my life or no yeah they're, they're, they're like no i'm like fuck <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, you're like what do you do <laughs> yeah 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 but uh yeah. so do you so you think like the best thing for trump and the best thing that you just want Chaz to continue you just run the experiment and see what happens be entertained and see what happens for my own selfish like nah, entertainment nah. say yes <laughs> yeah, i mean like like i guess dude see the reason i like I the reason know. i like talking to you is because you really do view it from like you and like your relationship with God's perspective, because it's like, you're not in charge of like a lot of people are like, well, Trump should send in the government. And you're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you're like, you're like, what, what should, I was about to ask you what the country should do, but it's like, you know, 
country's going to do what country's going to do. And but but if you were the, the president, would you send in the military? Or would you let it ri- ride out? Um, if we're playing like a game of civilization here, yep. and I'm like calling the shots. Yes, you know, it's that's like, what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. You need law and order. You need to make sure that you don't lose your resources that you've invested in. You know, it's like you would send in troops to get law and order underhand. The problem is the blowback. You know, if you use military force on peace, peaceful protesters, you know, <laughs> if you start firing off rounds and being too violent, people are just going to start labeling you the bad guy, you know? So there's a fine line. I think Trump is playing strategic where um, he can't be too brutal. Like, I think that's why you haven't seen a lot of police shooting back at all these protests the last month is Trump, especially during election year, doesn't want to be seen as Hitler or, you know, (laughs) the strong man, the dictator, the guy that's using force to take over the country or whatever. Um, The fascist, like buying into the whole fascist narrative or whatever, evil fascism taking over. But (laughs) at some point you can't let everything break down because then you become the weak man. Then you become the guy who let all this chaos and destruction reign and your job as leader of the country is to make sure that doesn't happen. So there's a fine line I think you have to kind of balance where, you know, you do have to at some point come in and use force to maintain order and get things under control. But at the same time, you have to limit that force or strategically implement that force so that there's not too much bloodshed or too much chaos as a result of it. Okay. Yeah. All right, folks. So, well, well, it's been two thirds of the way through our program. We're going to move on to the lightning round. So I have an announcement for the chat. What we're going to do is we're going to ask Sean some questions and you guys can help out. You guys in the chat, um, you can ask questions, of, uh, quick answers, stuff about food, stuff about just things that you'll see. I'm going to lead the way. And if you guys have any quick questions for Sean, you throw them in the chat right now and we're going to start our lightning round. So yep. here we go. So here's what we want to do. Like, if you feel like elaborating, great, but we want to keep the answers like under 20 seconds, you know, like quick as you can yeah. lightning round. All right. Most interesting conspiracy theory. Oh, I'm really into um, Tartaria, Tartaria mud floods and Tartarian mm. architecture and that whole empire. And then now I'm spilling, spilling some extra gravy into uh, gravity and how, mm. tar- how the Tartars and the Tartarian empire might have used electricity and pole reversing of electricity to uh, make these really giant and impressive structures. Mm, so much for the lightning yeah. round, sir. Uh, <laughs> why don't yeah. you? Uh, so now please, we begin into just a elaborate a little bit about so, uh, <laughs> Dog, yo, yo. Post jazz says, <laughs> Post jazz says, kissing the homies, <laughs> the homies, good night, gay or not gay. Yeah, shout out Post jazz. Oh man, I'll, I'll kiss you good night, Post jazz. Don't oh, worry. it's so gay. <laughs> 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 all right sorry um so give me the quick tldr on the the, the gravity i did a little episode on the mud flood stuff uh but now you're laying a, an extra layer on there so this is around like yeah just go on about the the tartarian gravity bullshit everyone knows the pyramids right how they build the pyramids how they get these stones how they put them up and blah 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 blah, blah. everyone kind of knows that theory well the idea is that like they had some kind of way of reversing magnetism so like the pole reversing of positive and electric negativity. And you could almost, instead of having things fall, which, you know, this is a whole, it's like six conspiracies in one I'm trying to break yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. But the whole idea of like, there's no gravity. Everything is just electric. The whole universe or the whole flat plane in a dome that we live on is electric. And it's all just about positive and negative. And so everything falls because I think everything is positive. I might even have this backwards, but yeah. everything's positive and the base is negatively charged. So things fall. But if you could reverse that and people have these little machines that they've made that can do that, that can flip the way things are positively or negatively charged, 
things start to levitate. Anti gravity, right? Like, yeah, is that kind of that you're you're it's like you're using the charge. It's the same thing when you push a magnet. You you have to it, it push. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yep. And so, and so things instead of falling, like you know, if you have these giant heavy blocks or like these giant, you know, oh. two hundred thousand pound blocks, they're naturally going to fall. To the I ground. get it. Okay. With like the charge, you could actually have it rise up and levitate. So then you could like fit them into place. So like when you look at like, I feel like ancient aliens would always do that. They'd be like, "How did this two hundred thousand pound stone block become elevated on this thing?" And it's just like, well, if you just found a way to levitate that block into place, you know, you wouldn't need giant cranes or any like giant kind of like construction device to make it happen. You could literally just have a machine that flips the magnetism. And have it elevate up into the air instead of fall down to Whoa, the ground. And bro. I think the Tartarians knew all about that. I think when you start to look at how they lifted up these giant heavy structures and put them into place onto like top of like columns, I wow. think they had the machines or just knew how to do this technology to elevate things. Yeah. A lot of castles too. I'm getting into castles, some castle building. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, man. All right. That was a great tangent. Into place to make castles. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh do you think there's a uh do you think do you believe globe earth or not globe earth? Yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure the earth is a plane. Okay. In a in a dome, like a fixed plane, and everything kind of moves around. I think things in, in the dome and the, the sun and the star and then the moon kind of float around us on a flat plane. Okay. But I also don't know, so maybe. Yeah. I don't care enough to be mad about it either way. Like if I was proven wrong one way or another. Right. But okay. for the most part, yeah. Plane, flat plane theory, yeah. Yeah. Um, mainstream moon landing. We went like that or no? Oh, definitely not. Definitely no, not. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I don't even know if the moon is real. I don't know what the moon is. It could yeah. just be a how, light. How can you believe in the, the the moon landing if if there's no moon, dude? It's like yeah. it's not real. Exactly. The moon is probably flat though. Also, so like the Earth is flat, but the moon's probably also flat. Yeah. Flat moon. I've seen that around. <laughs> I, I've seen like hollow moon. I've seen hollow yeah, Earth. It's like, a, seen... it's like a nickel that just flies in the sky. You know, yeah. you never see the backside of it. You just see the face. It's a circle, mm. and you just see the same face. So why is that? I don't think it's a ball. Man, that's that's crazy. Flat moon, yeah. Flat, flat moon theory. Um, everyone Earth keeps talking. The moon is flat. Yeah, dude. Have you, <laughs> like, have you seen those maps in the last couple? I've seen just the last couple weeks where it's like it shows what what the flat. It has like the rings going out on the flat Earth, uh, and it has like the the constellations in that plane. You know what I'm talking about? Like it has like the stars in the plane. It like shows you where the constellations and the um like the astrology, the horoscope is. Have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about? No. Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Your description didn't match it. Dude, yeah. You don't get what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, show's no, over. Um, all right. So favorite style of music. Oh wow. Um I go, I really just float between different themes. Like right now I'm kind of into like, um, surf rock, surf punk rock right now, just cause it's like summertime and just mm. kind of like driving in the car and stuff. But I'll get into like rap and R and B. Sometimes I'll just get into like a jazz phase. Where I'm just listening to like random jazz. I was into classical last month, like really just listening and catching up on like Bach and like cool. <laughs> Shostakovich and all that, you know, like kind of for the first time. So yeah, but overall I would just say rock just cause there's so much and so many different little subgenres as part of that i think one answer who's the best band of all time who's your favorite i should say oh uh, my favorite is the growlers 
I've just seen them live. Really good band. Really good, like kind of weird country hillbilly rock bands. Kind of also surf psychedelic rock. And they just, throughout time, they've really done a good job of staying true to themselves while actually making different sounding albums. So every album is like a unique independent sound that doesn't really sound like the previous album. And it's all just good. Cool. I don't know them, man. The Growlers. Modest got, Mouse too. I feel like they're the yeah, same. Yeah, like, sweet. Modest Mouse. That's probably is one great. of my favorites. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same thing. It's like they kind of every album is just a little different, but kind of true to themselves, but also just different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not too cookie cutter the whole way through. Who is the best rapper alive? Oh, Stephen Ignoramus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ding ding ding! Bye oh, bye bye. Freestyle rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye Best uh, best established rapper. Um. Yeah, or, I don't. I'm, or of yeah. all time, who's your favorite rapper? I mean, they could be a lot of them are dead. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it might sound cliche, but I saw Kendrick. Lamar, I've seen Kendrick Lamar twice. Cool. One was before he was famous, and one was kind of when he was starting to blow up. And he is really talented. I just don't think I would be friends with him. <laughs> like Probably I don't not. like him as a human being, but I think he is very talented when it comes to like rapping and freestyling, and just his flow and cadence and everything is is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so it's, so Kendrick Lamar, um, but not a fan of him like as a human being. You guys wouldn't chill. <laughs> see that uh, um, that uh, one where that lady, that white lady, came on stage at his concert and like she said the n word in his song, and he like berated her in front of. Oh, wow, yeah. Have you seen that oh, video? Oh. It's terrible. Oh. It's it's a setup, dude. Straight up setup. Like, well, because it's the words. Yeah, come and sing my words, but don't say the one word. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's he, I mean, he probably yeah, he probably knew exactly what he was doing too. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yo, bitch, take 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 two hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> like take take two thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Fair, fair <laughs> off, fair off. Who is the greatest? Who is your favorite rock guitarist? Rock guitarist, Jack White. I've always been a fan of him. Ooh. Another guy too. Like he can, he he'll take like a riff and you'll never hear it twice. I feel like like even his own songs, like he'll make his solos just a little different every time mm. and just kind of really like. Um, audible in the moment and uh, riff in the moment, you know, all of a sudden he'll just start playing house of the rising sun in the middle of his song and then kind of divert back to his song. So he's just very like creative and intelligent in that way. Yeah. Also a guy that's like weird. And I don't know if I would have fun like hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah. What would <laughs> you do with Jack? Crazy, uh, uh, like sad and too artistic for his own good, but like yeah. talent wise, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. It'd be cool to jam with the guy. Um, but yeah. You ever see this Not a beer with him afterwards? Yeah. yeah you're like, nah, I'm going to go. Peace <laughs> out, dude. Um, you ever see this documentary that features him, the edge and Jimmy page? You ever see yeah. that one? Yeah. It, it, it might get loud or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, kind of all about guitars, but it's kind of like the history of their bands and stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, Jimmy page is a good one too. Yeah. People in the He's chat just, are saying that Jimmy page is just, you know, an occult practicing wizard. It's mm. like, I don't know. Also, I don't know if I'd like to like be around him for more than like a couple seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some uh, kind of curse or like touch a demon or in the flesh, you know. Well, I don't know. The thing, uh, thing about uh, Jimmy Page is he uh, um, prefers them not your gender and like fourteen. So, oh, okay, <laughs> so the, you, you don't have to worry about too much. About... <laughs> <laughs> he likes them pretty young. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite food? Wow, I mean, I miss California burritos. Mm. Just San Diego Mexican food was so good, and I haven't had it in six months. And everything in Nashville is not quite as good, but. Yeah, I mean, I, do, I like just carne asada, steak, any kind of like red meat. Yeah, yeah. just cook, cooked well in different ways. Yeah, you might have uh, you might have done this before, but you have five dollars for food and you're at a CVS. What do you get? 
Oh, wow. You're hungry, too. See, I'm on a diet right now where I'm trying to just eat real food. Mm. Nothing like processed, no carbs, no sugar. Mm. Um, I'm in a big health kick. I'm getting a lot of sunlight. I'm getting a lot of like vitamins. I take Shilajit. And I did that Terp diet. I think a lot of Owen Benjamin fans out there. If you you know did that. that. Terp, Terpentine thing, yeah. Well, tell, us, tell me about it, man. I haven't talked to anyone who actually did that. I did that about a month ago, and it was fine. It worked. I mean, okay. I didn't notice any major changes, but didn't, like, a lot shit of just... out worms. Like no, no, okay, yeah, because <laughs> that's what people say, man. I, I heard yeah, about the terp for about for about eight eight to ten years now. Yeah, like I've known about it for a long time. I just kind of felt like um, I did feel like lighter, like more energized, and just like I did kind of feel like my guts were just like a little less like gross. <laughs> So there wasn't like drastic, tangible results from it, but I just kind of felt a little healthier. I also have been drinking distilled water for a while now. So I mm -hmm. take distilled water. So basically just no fluoride, no chlorine, no heavy minerals. And I also just feel like a lot, like just much healthier. I feel like my brain functions better. I feel like my, you know, I just have more energy when I work out and stuff like that. And uh, I take Shilajit. So when you do distilled water, you kind of are missing. Give me a gross face. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. What is it? Shilajit? Shilajit? This... Oh, it's a, it's a pill. Yeah, okay. It's like a um, Himalayan salt. So it's like it's minerals that you're you're missing out when you drink distilled water cool. that are actually good for you. Shilajit. Let me write so I've been down. like on this weird diet and I've been eating like healthy food, like real vegetables, real fruit, real meat, and just cutting out all the sugar and all the processed shit and just trying to work out every day and get a lot of sunlight. And I just feel like I mean, I'm 29 and I feel healthier than I was when I was like 20 or 18, like by far. Cool. Just by like eating clean and stuff like that. So at a CVS, I don't know what I could possibly buy that's like healthy. So I'd probably just buy like water. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I think distilled water, yeah, distilled the, water the like five bananas. Just buy yeah. like five bananas. Or just, Can you buy bananas? I think of, there is a little little like fruit rack, like I a think. bag of apples or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a Cliff Bar. Maybe like one of those yeah. bars, like actually like good things in it not yeah, sustenance yeah <laughs> sugar and chocolate yeah, yeah. um kind of already said it but I, like you know other than your ability to thrive in discomfort what is your best um apocalypse skill you know best skill meant for you know that could be used in a shit hits the fan scenario yeah i mean pain tolerance i have a pretty high t pain tolerance and yeah just the fact that i am kind of embracing hard work and struggle um my life wouldn't crash like if the grid went off you know mm. <laughs> Um, I can make fire. I can actually like find ways to like use paper and use flint and stuff to kind of like make and stoke a fire. Um, water is the big one. I need to learn how to like actually purify and clean water. If I was like the grid went down and I had to like go survive. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one one thing. And that's probably more crucial than a fire is uh, finding clean drinking water. Mm. Um, but yeah, probably that. Yeah. Just endurance. And then just like critical thinking skills, just on my feet, being able to just kind of like think as I go and kind of make decisions that are smart and not, you know, short sighted or too, too blind to reality, you know, kind of like idealistic thoughts. Like I could actually critically think and come up with like a realistic choice to make in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's like general skill. Yeah. General intelligence. Right. Yeah. Being yeah. able to think on your feet. Kind of so like that street smart versus book smart. Like I'm pretty, pretty retarded, but then like, I'm kind of street smart, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that would be good. It's like not I'm not going to rise the ranks of academia, but when shit hits the fan, like I know, I know the value of like trading for silver and bullets, you know, <laughs> imagine <laughs> getting water and food over, you know, uh, four walls, you know, imagine in this day and age thinking that rising the ranks of academia means you're smart. 
Yeah. Like, imagine <laughs> like thinking that. Like it's gotten so far past that point that it's like imagine having that be your your point of view. Yeah. It's it's well, such a scheme. I'm so on the level where when someone's like, "Yeah, I just dropped out of college," I'm like, "Congratulations!" Yes. Yeah, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Hell yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. you're less brainwashed. Nice, yeah. nice. You <laughs> like know, you're gonna have a chance to build a healthy, happy family someday. Nice, you got out of it. <laughs> the, the easiest ones to get red pilled on. The easiest one to get red pilled on is academia. I mean, it's just yeah. so right in your. It's like the the Federal Reserve and academia are so easy to get red pilled on because look at just look at what they are. Yeah, look at they like they what they really are like what it is for what it is. <laughs> And it's just like either a propaganda machine or just straight theft, you know, usury and theft, you know? I mean, yeah, it's the usury, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smacking us in the face. No do one wants to address it. Do you think taxation is theft? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's also just inevitable. Like, yep. it's going to happen. And also, I mean, as a Christian, it's like, let them have it. You know, the give Caesar what Caesar, Caesar's idea, like... At the end of the day, it's just your material possessions you're giving to somebody with that's pointing a gun at you. And it's kind of like, just survive, live another day. You know, if, you know, the Caesar's pointing a gun at you and telling you to worship a golden calf statue and, you know, denounce your faith in God, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, kill me. Like, I'll die a martyr for that. If Caesar's like, give me like half of your crops or you're going to die. I'm like, okay, like, fine. You know? You can what a, what, social con, contract yeah. my <laughs> crops right now, you know? It's like, at, at the end of the day, it's just your material possessions, you know? But if you're if it's the government trying to get you to sacrifice your conscience and your morality, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's where I draw the line. But if the government's coming to steal my property at gunpoint, like, I'll just give it to them. Like, I can bitch and complain on a podcast about it, but the reality is like, yeah, just, just steal my shit, bro. Mm, but yeah, I yeah. would call it theft. But I mean, still it, call it that. Yeah, that's definitionally that's what it is. But I'm just not really that opposed to it anymore. Yeah, I think it's really important to get to that level with issues. I mean, like I think a pretty big, big step that people that people skip is going straight to what we should do. I mean, you can't just sit and call it theft for like a month. You know, if it, they would just say in the, in the law, yes, it's theft, but we have to do it. I'd be like, all right, but it's it's all these like wizard word games where you're not allowed to call something something, and that's when it gets really weird. You know, it gets really weird when you can't just sit with what it is, and then people are like, oh, what are you saying the solution should be? I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like just calling some shit what what it is, right? Yeah, there's. A, I'm starting to notice it too. The the should be versus what is. Like yeah, like people should be moral. Like are they though? Are they going to be? No. Like you need to start having practical like solutions and react practically to the way things are, even though you can still hold on to the way things should be. Like there should be no government. There should be anarchy. Like people should be able to just kind of like voluntarily interact with each other without like a ruler getting in the middle of those interactions, especially by force, like with taxation being like an example. Like there shouldn't be taxation. Like, and that's not wrong. And you don't have to sacrifice that should be aspect of you. But the reality is there is. So what are you going to do about it? Are you not going to pay your taxes? Are you going to go to jail? Are you going to shoot back at the government when they come to collect? Like there's a reality you have to live in and accept and embrace and just thri- like try to thrive as much as possible in that reality. Um, and then there's also should be. Like you also shouldn't – should, should, should. As, as I'm explaining this, of course, I'm saying it. But it's like – Yeah, it's hard to get sh- around it, right? 
yeah, it's like you, 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 it's not wrong. You're not in the wrong for advocating against it or thinking that that shouldn't be the case. But there is a reality that you start. I mean, at some point, you do have to react against or towards or for. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. So taxation, yeah. taxation should not be theft. Yeah. <laughs> there but should be no taxation, but there is. So what are you going to do about it? You do know. You, do you believe in free will? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think God gives us free will. Yeah. Free will to choose him or reject him. Yeah. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, I think everything is kind of all encompassed within God's creation. Like, I think there is a parentheses. Yeah, like, it's weird how that works because he invaded. The, he, yeah. he, he, he created Satan, too. It's like everything is under the umbrella of God. So like that, it's, I wrap, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how that works. Right. Yeah. That's another one of those things. It's like at the end of the day, just let God be God and stop mm. trying to like know him stop trying to like understand exactly how it he works or how it should work you know um wow, yeah i yeah i mean i do like when it comes to god versus satan i think a lot of people elevate them to the same platform like there's good and evil there's god and satan and it's almost like they're at like rivals they're equal rivals at the top and i mean i view everything as like there's god and satan is within that creation like god and his creation is contained and satan and evil and good and all of us are contained within that and I think within that, I mean, the point of Satan, the point of evil is to give us the choice. You know, the fall, the, the, from, the, from the beginning, from the fall of Adam and Eve, you know, it's like God gives us the choice to choose him, his truth, his love. He also gives us the choice to eat the fruit and destroy ourselves and go into a fallen state and suffer, you know. Um, so I think we have free will, but it's like contained within all of his creation. Like we don't have the freedom to just like make things like we aren't the creator. We can't just make a tree. You know, we can like take a seed and plant it and grow it, but we can't make a tree like there's limitations to our free will within God's creation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this, too. Like humans can't create anything like cre humans can process things. They can yeah. refine can rep things, replicate they, things, yeah, we can, all kinds they, of things. We can change things like we can alter and adapt and evolve things, but yeah. we can't create things. Yeah. yeah. It's it's nuts, man. Yeah. yeah. If you God really is like, the creator. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great. That's a great place to wrap it up, man. Why don't you, you got a couple minutes yeah. left? Why don't you just tell the people like how to find you? Everything's linked below in the show description. And if you want to send me other any other links later, I'll include them. But just tell people how to how to find you and kind of what you do out there in the internet sphere. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I mean, you can find I have three different podcasts like we were talking about earlier on my podcast channel, so you can find that by just searching for Sean V Planet on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, I also make live streams and do like stream videos. I do live streams on D live and then I put the replays on my channel on, um, uh, BitChute and YouTube. So if you search Sean V planet on BitChute and YouTube, you can find me there. And then, uh, yeah, you can find me like I post memes and I talk shit and make jokes and, you know, have philosophical conversations or debates with people on social media. So you can find me at Sean V planet on Instagram, Twitter, uh, gab, telegram, uh, you can DM me for my Discord if you want to get on my Discord page. I'm starting to get better at that. <laughs> I'm still like boomerish, like learning how to use Discord at this point. Um, and then my Twitter account is SeanVPlanet underscore V3 because I have been banned twice already from Twitter. <laughs> and uh came back, so I'm reluctant. I'm uh, back defiantly on my third account. So if you search for SeanVPlanet underscore V3, you can find me on Twitter, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. And then everything, I guess, links are just kind of on seanvplanet.com for everything. Yeah. 
Great. All right. Yeah, you got a good website. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, everyone just check out Sean's work. He's got a good podcast. I mean, I got to check out the art one because I'm interested in what your thoughts are on, like, you know, what art is, what culture is. But that's cool. Um, So, SeanVPlanet.com. That was uh, Call Me Ignorant, everybody. Thanks to everyone in the live chat, episode two. And you can catch this on different podcast platforms, things like that. Everything is below in the show description. The guest today was Sean V. Planet. Thank you so much for coming, Sean. Have a nice day, everybody. Peace out, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, man.